God's word today, let us turn to Isaiah chapter 63, verse 16. But you are our father, though Abraham does not know us, or Israel acknowledge us. You, Lord, are our father. Our redeemer from of old is your name. And then let us turn to Philippians chapter 2. We have been reading this uh, frequently and it's a very important verse and so chapter 2 verse 6 who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage rather he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. To the glory of God the Father. God is the God of honor. 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 He puts a, a lot of focus on honor and he is such God because he has the name that is above every name. He is one who has the name that is above every name. And the God that we believe is the one who has the name that is above every name and he greatly cherishes his name as it says in Ezekiel 36:21. Uh, he um, has great concern for his name for he is the God of honor so to those who give glory to his name he gives his kingdom as an inheritance so inheritance can be a company or some asset uh, in family but God gives his inheritance and that's an eternal inheritance to those who give glory to his name. Isn't that good? Our faith is believing in this truth and it is knowing the name of God. Say, I know the name of God. So you know what the name of God is. Now that is very important. The life of faith for such people with this faith is to live revering his name, cherishing his name, and honoring his name so as we start uh, the year 2024 who did we say God is uh, God is he who was in the beginning so let's say um, what we remember so he who created the heavens and the earth he who created all things and last week we heard about he who exists for himself so we must listen carefully about who God is what kind of God we believe in and apply that to our faith life and not only that but to those who do not believe in God we can teach others who God is teach them to believe in God so that we can teach them well so name everyone um, knows what this word means and uh, everyone um, knows what name is there are names for all living things for uh, plants even groups organizations schools and nations whether it's the ocean 
uh, or see they all have names e even each and every individual has a name as well especially with people although it is not oneself um, they regard their name as equal to themselves and who taught us this it is God God uh, revealed his name he let his name be known he commands uh, in his name to do such and such and when we obey what he commanded in his name it is regarded the same as it being done for him um, so when we kneel before his name he regards it as the same as kneeling before him he regards it exactly the same so isn't that good very simple so name is very important the name for uh, each and every individual um, we are given them so there are none who are born um, who were born that gave themselves their own name but someone gave them their name all creatures um, all things whether they are objects or animals like plants or even gods uh, small gods there are none who gave themselves their own name but someone else gave them their name but the one who had his own name from before eternity from everlasting it is God alone so after a man is given a name and they understand what their name is they live for their name because the success of their name is their success if their name is put to shame then they are put to shame they consider it the same so for some people uh, they commit suicide reason being that their name is put to shame uh, and this is an attribute of creation if we did not have such attribute or characteristic of name then we mankind would have just remained in the time of a caveman a primitive man so there would not be any uh, researchers or scientists um, the advancement of culture and civilization is an effort of uh, one doing for one's name for the honor of their name and because people do certain things for their own name uh, there have been um, people who have um, developed culture and civilization and made amazing discoveries and have done great things so um, there have been so many famous people in history and when we look at all of history there are so many people who have made great discoveries accomplished great works received the Nobel Prize and have done so many great things however the name that is above all names Although they have done such great things, if they do not know the one who has a name above all names, it is completely useless. So our faith is knowing who he is, he who has a name above all names, and this is our faith and faith life. Religions believe in a transcendent God. They acknowledge a transcendent being, and um, most of them do not know the name of the God whom they believe. Uh, the gods that they believe um, have no names. The, uh, the, a religion that is growing um, quickly uh, and growing, uh, Islam, they believe in Allah. And Allah is not a name of 
God, but it is a noun to mean uh, God. It is just a noun. So to an unknown God, they commit uh, suicide bombings, kill others, and do all that. But the Bible tells us clearly the name of God. The name of God. The name of God. And his name is the name that was from of old, from everlasting. The name that was in the beginning, before all things existed, before time, before space existed, before anything existed or any form existed, before then God was. Do you believe that? The name of such God before eternity, before all things were created, in eternity he had a name. His name is a name from everlasting. His name is a name that is from the beginning. So we must know his name in order for us to know God. And through that name, by that name, we can have a relationship. So let's say name. So if you just live and exist by yourself and die by yourself, then you do not need a name. But because there are others, there is me, there are other beings, because there are others that we... Uh, can have relationship with we need name the fact that God has a name from everlasting the fact that he had a name is because he set in eternity for there to be others to call his name and have relationship with him in, in such way so his name is the name above all names it is a name from of old it is the name from everlasting it is a name that was in eternity so from everlasting the effort of the Bible is to let his name be known and this starts from Genesis chapter 1 so in Genesis chapter 1 when he created all creation it uh, was without a name it, it, it just says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth then between chapters 2 and 3 it's it says the lord god so jehovah meaning jehovah god so now it's god plus name so it mentions uh, his name as lord jehovah and then from genesis chapter 4 they omitted the word god and now it says lord so this was to show that he would now establish a relationship uh, with his name so to mankind, God gave the name, and to Adam, God commanded him to, um, to give them their names according to their kinds. And so the names of all the animals, it was given according to what Adam gave. And during the time of the great flood of Noah, God put all mankind to death and from those who were saved, from Noah who was left uh, saved, mankind started to reproduce, uh, multiply and spread throughout the earth again. And God commanded Noah to multiply and fill the earth, to fill the earth, to scatter. Uh, that's the command that God gave him. And although God gave them this command to spread, mankind did not want to. They were given this word, but rather they came together and said, 
let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens um, so that we may make a name for ourselves otherwise we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth so that they would not be scattered they said let us build a tower and build it high as they experienced the death with the flood so they built it to reach the heavens and somehow uh, mankind brought together civilization and they tried to build a tower uh, to make a name for themselves and not be scattered and God saw that this was evil uh, what mankind had done and as he commanded them to sp uh, spread out but they did not so God did not let them just be but the Lord came down to see the city and the tower and he did not come and break them apart or destroy them but uh, he said um, so he said let us go down and confuse their language so that they will not understand each other so he got confused their language and they couldn't understand each other and so um, they were like oh I can't understand you and they stopped building the city and they all scattered so mankind had this characteristic this attribute to want a name and so to want to make a name for themselves and so they had this desire in them um, to not be scattered but to make a name for themselves and these the there were these happenings regarding name and then we see how the Lord confused our language um, and um, but then from there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth so time passed and so Israel was in Egypt living in slavery for for 400 years but God sent Moses and brought them out of Egypt and the reason the motive for them to leave the Israelites were in a Gentile land and why did he lead them out it was for the name of Jehovah for the name of Jehovah God um, he led them out of Egypt um, so though they were a chosen people of God they lived mixed with Gentiles and God led the nation of Israel out of Egypt to let his name be known so the motive for choosing them as his people uh, the people of Jehovah and leading them out was for this reason for his name to be known and he said that, that I am Jehovah and you are my people and so did they remember this well no they just lived and so God called Moses and clearly told him uh, when they were leaving Egypt initially they weren't joyful about it but Moses uh, said to God suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them the God of your fathers has sent me to you and they asked me what is his name then what shall I tell them and God said to Moses I am that I am he said I am that I am that is my name and so meaning the self-existent one that Jehovah means I am that I am the self-existent one and so uh, this is what uh, he, he said this is what you are to say to the Israelites and that I am has sent you uh, so the Israelites came to know the name of Jehovah and that name was passed down to the generations to their descendants and so according to his command they followed and at the end of um, uh, these events they reached the desert 
God gave them the command that if they disobey the command, then they would be punished. And God, the first command out of the Ten Commandments um, He gave was, "You shall have no other gods before Me." And the third one was, "You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God." You shall not misuse the the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses His name. Do not swear by My name. Do not misuse. Uh, the name for those who misuse the name of the Lord, the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses His name. So God emphasizes twice by using uh, the double negative that um, to emphasize that if there were commands, uh, they, they were not to misuse His name. That um, so th there were commands uh, to not murder and. Uh, and to not do such and such these grave sins but most of all God said to emphasize to not misuse his name um, he will not forgive them because who is God God is the God of honor God is the God of honor and he greatly cherishes his name and regards his name as so precious and so if there was anyone who dishonors his name even a little bit then they would be put to death so he commanded them to not misuse his name or uh, call unto another god um, else it would be misusing his name uh, blaspheming his name and uh, they would not be forgiven so the people were therefore fearful uh, in case a uh, curse would befall them if they called out the name of Jehovah in a wrong way. So they could, could not even officially say the name of Jehovah. But instead, they said Yahweh. Because if they m somehow uh, mispronounced the name of Jehovah, even, then they were fearful and um, were very careful, therefore. So even though he is Jehovah, they called him Yahweh amongst themselves. Even kings could not call out the name of Jehovah. Only the priests and high, the prophets and high priests could call upon his name, could say his name, Jehovah, for his name was to be feared. It was a fearful name. God then commanded the Israelites to build the temple and the reason he commanded them to build it was because the temple was the the house that contained the name of Jehovah so that his name would be there in 1 Kings 8.16 it mentions this. So he commanded them to build a temple to hold the name of Jehovah and in the temple there are... Uh, many functions but most of all it was the house to hold the name of Jehovah so during that time there likely weren't any roads more like paths and so there was the tabernacle then there were there was a curtain enclosure to keep anyone from entering and then there was the courtyard um, and the outer veil and once you pass that uh, that was the holy place then a few steps in, there was the curtain, uh, the veil, and beyond that, that was the most holy place. 
So in order to enter the uh, most holy place, you had to pass through these different levels, these different layers, and it was covered and covered, and deep within was the place that contained the name of God, the name of God. So he made it so not, not just anyone could approach his name, and so they would not misuse the name of God and sin against his name. So the temple was made so sacred, inviolable, to it was because he placed the name Jehovah there the name of the self so it was a self-existent name that was placed there those who knew the name of God as Jehovah and taught them taught them that Jehovah is the name of God were the true prophets but there were also all the false prophets who taught other names such as Baal so spiritually Israel became very corrupted Elijah said that he had that I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty that he had much zeal for the name of Jehovah that um, the and he was saying that the other prophets were becoming corrupt and wicked and they were serving Asherah uh, and Baal and so Elijah became so angry and was like what to do and so he said let us see who the true God is what the name of the true God is so Elijah summoned the people from all over Israel to meet him on Mount Carmel and to see who the true God is. So they prepared the sacrifice, uh, the bowls, uh, cut it to pieces and put it on the wood. And then it says, then you call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God who answers by fire, he is God. So Elijah was one man and then there were 400 and 50 prophets of Baal and 400 prophets of Asherah so so it was one against 850 uh, false prophets who gathered and they were they were serving another God and they were serving another name but the one who proclaimed that the name of Jehovah is the name of God was Elijah alone so basically he was putting his life on the line he as he prayed uh, saying so why am I doing this and what am I trying to reveal at this time? He prayed, Lord, uh, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. That if you acknowledge this, then send your fire. So as the other prophets called out to Baal, Baal, they received no answer, but when Elijah, he prayed uh, that, um, that answer me, Lord, so these people will know that you, Lord, are God and, um, and that I am your servant and I have done these at your command, then let down your fire. And what happened? The fire came down. Hallelujah. So not only the sacrifice, but the wood and stones and soil and licked up the water in the trench. Hallelujah. So Elijah risked his life to testify that the name of God is Jehovah. And just um, as he prayed and let them know that the, 
name of God is Jehovah. Uh, so to us today, let us be let the name of Yeshua be known today. Amen. And now Solomon built the temple of Jehovah for the name of Jehovah. David originally wanted to build the temple for God and although he had all the materials needed uh, to construct the temple, God did not allow David to build because uh, he was a warrior and had shed too much blood. Because David shed a lot of blood and so God did not allow him to build the temple and did not find him suitable to build it. So the temple as it was a place where blood is shed, David shed countless blood through wars, and so God found that unacceptable. Instead, God allowed Solomon to build the temple for him, and although his father wanted to build. But um, he said, how, he said, who can dare build the temple for God? Um, build a temple for him since the heavens, even the highest heavens, cannot contain him. Who then am I to build a temple for him, except as a place to burn sacrifices before him? Meaning that, um, he said, if you allow me to build the temple, I will raise up praises to your name and to dedicate it to him for burning fragrant incense before him. So Israel had this history of um, having the name of Jehovah and the the vocal point of the temple is the name of God the name of Jehovah and when Jesus said destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days the name that he said to destroy was the temple that had the name of Jehovah and so when the Israelites the Jews heard this they were like how dare he say such a thing that this temple contains the name of God and so because of what Jesus had spoken, he was handed over to death. Jesus not only said, destroy this temple, and I, but he said, I will raise it again in three days. So we haven't read this in a while um, because we read it so often. But as it is so important, let us take a look again. John chapter 2, 19. Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and I will raise it again in three days. They replied, It has taken 46 years to build this temple, and you are going to raise it in three days. But the temple he had spoken of was his body after he was raised. So so after Je so Jesus, the temple of his body. So when Jesus said to destroy this temple, they were infuriated because the temple that had the name of Jehovah, where if they misused his name, then they would be put to death. Death. So how can he dare say destroy this temple? That he must be eager to die is what they thought. Jesus said destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days and that temple he was referring to was the temple of his body. So what did I say was the focal point, the core of the temple? It is the name of God. So the core of the temple is the name of God. But the core of the temple that Jesus said to destroy was the name of Jehovah. So what he said was basically a death statement. But 
Jesus said, "Destroy this temple, and I will raise it again in three days." So to them, to destroy it and then to raise it back up in three days, it sounded like a lie.、Um, but the temple he had spoken of that was to be destroyed and be raised back up in three days was the temple of his body. The temple. So, what was the core of the temple? It is the name of God. The core of the temple that was to be destroyed was the name of Jehovah. But Jesus Christ is the temple Himself, and the name that is in that temple to be destroyed and raised back up again is the name of Yeshua. So, this was something incredible to the Jews. It was just an unbelievable statement. So shocking because. Said to put to death anyone who who misuses his name, but Jesus is saying that he will destroy it and will raise it back up again in three days. So he was committing such a great sin. And then、uh, Jesus he taught the Lord's prayer. So what is the Lord's prayer? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So prayer, it has to. So it has to be much, much more than this. But、um, here it's compressed, and uh, given uh, and is given to us. In the form of the Lord's Prayer, and what is the very first thing it says? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Hallowed be Thy name. So, our Father in heaven is not the content of prayer, but it is the one to whom we are praying to, the one who receives this prayer. But to the one who is receiving this prayer, the first thing we pray for is what? What is the very first topic of this prayer? It is hallowed be Thy name. To To know His name and to glorify His name. Now that's very important. So the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus in John chapter seventeen eleven. Let us look there. So when He was born, the angel told Mary what to name Him, and so、uh, He was called、uh, the name of Jesus after He was born. But then. Uh, Jesus then later himself explains what his name means in John chapter seventeen one eleven.、Uh, it says that I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you, Holy Father. Protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me. So when Jesus was born, the angel brought the name of Jesus. And、um, commanded to give him the name you are, and, and told her to give him the name and call him Jesus. But here in this verse, Jesus himself is explaining about his name. That his name is the name of the Father, the Son, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is the Son whom the Father sent. So our Father in heaven, our Father who is in heaven. Said that his name will be Jesus, and he came with that name the Father gave him, the name of the Father, and let him know that his name is the name of God. When he 
taught them the name? Um, were there people who understood this or welcomed this? To them, the name of God was Jehovah, and it was a fearful name, where if they misused it, then they would be put to death. So if they misused, they would be killed. So now Jesus is telling them to destroy this temple and then further saying that he is the son of the father and that he is God. So this was considered the most unbelievable and ultimately the most unforgivable greater sin that he committed uh, was um, is seen in John chapter 8, 54. Jesus replied, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. So let us look at it again. So Jesus replied, uh, so right before this, he spoke about Abraham. And I, and I preached about this last week as well regarding Abraham. So they, they said that Abraham died and so did the prophets. Yet you say that whoever obeys your word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? But then Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim as your God, he is the one who glorifies me. So they know God as um, Jehovah, the name of God as Jehovah. But he is saying, my father. And then he says, my father is the one who glorifies me. So Jesus is saying that if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. But the one who you believe is Jehovah, my father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. So this is just an unbelievable statement. And he said, I'll be shocked. But if you were a Jew during that time, then your blood will go out of the roof. So he is saying, your father whom you claim as your God, he is the one who glorifies me. So who is glorifying who here is unbelievable. You understand? So this statement, he's just turning everything upside down. So they couldn't help, they couldn't help but kill him. And even if he did good work and didn't sin, they had to put him to death for saying this. And as he died, he said, it is finished. The name that God wanted to reveal, he came uh, with this schedule, with this dispensation to reveal his name. And he completely revealed that his, that this is the name of God, Yeshua, Yeshua, Yeshua. The name that is above all names. The name that is above all names. That is above the name of Moses, above the name of Elijah, above David, and not only that, but above the name of Jehovah. And so when we go out and say this somewhere else, they'll stone us to death. And not by unbelievers, but by pastors. Because almost all pastors, uh, they know the name of God as Jehovah. Even Paul Washer, a preacher whom I respected as he has such respectful faith, um, his character, personality, his life. There was a time where I wanted to say, let's uh, go and go where he is. Um, uh, that's how much I respected him. However, he says the name of God is Jehovah. He prays. Uh, he says, I pray in the name of the son. So God wrote the Bible. Uh, the Bible is written for us to know 
clearly what his name is, and it's very unfortunate that there are still people who do not know. So that name was from when? From everlasting. The name that is from eternity. The everlasting name that will exist for eternity. Meaning that name never changes, but it exists for eternity, forever. And that name is the name of our Redeemer. Redeemer. So on one side, his name means Redeemer. Jehovah means what? The, the self-existent one. And Redeemer means the one, means Redeemer, the one who redeems. So whenever God revealed his name, he taught them his name, uh, changing the attributes in relation to the work he would complete. So our Redeemer from of old, from everlasting, the name of our Redeemer from everlasting is the name Yeshua. Redeemer Yeshua completely revealed his name. He re completely revealed the name of God. So the reason why the temple was to be destroyed was because the name of God was trapped in that temple in the deepest, most inner place. But Jesus... He came with the name of Yeshua, the name of God. Uh, in the past, the name was trapped in the temple, in the most holy place, in the deepest parts, and it was restricted and limited. But when Jesus said to destroy the temple, the veil in the temple tore, it says in the Bible that the veil was torn, and that name was therefore revealed to all nations. So Yeshua, Jesus, he went around everywhere during his public life, revealing his name. And the moment that he died on the cross, he revealed and poured out his name along with his blood. Amen. Hallelujah. So that the souls of all nations may receive his name. And that is why he said, destroy this temple and I will raise it back up again. Because the name of God will now be enter the souls of all nations and those who receive his name would now experience the event of forgiveness of sins amen hallelujah and during this process um uh he condemned the devil who wanted to become like god who wanted to steal the name of god and so jesus he condemned the devil for this sin and also when he died, he redeemed all mankind. So the name of the Redeemer from everlasting. And he did this work. Uh, and the blood that he poured out when he died, he sprinkled into souls. So as we read earlier, but you are our father, though Abraham does not know us or Israel acknowledge us, you Lord are our father. Though Abraham does not know us or Israel acknowledge us. So he is saying that Abraham would say he does not know them. Uh, that he does not know them. Um, uh, for And then Israel not acknowledge them as they have nothing to do with the laws. And they are Gentiles and sinners. So Gentiles and sinners is who this is 
so the name of the God of the Gentiles and sinners uh, call unto the name. That name is the name of Yeshua. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He finished this work and died. The Father raised him back up and he ascended to heaven and sits on the throne. And as he sits on the throne, now all uh, souls will now bow before the name of Jesus. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Philippians chapter 2, verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Then a few days later, he sent the Holy Spirit. And with the coming of the Holy Spirit, the name of Jesus spread. Believe in the Lord Jesus. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your household. Who welcomed this message? It was the sinners and Gentiles who welcomed this. And when his name was spread, they gathered together on the day called the Lord's Day. The Lord's Day to gather in the name of Yeshua. Matthew chapter eighteen twenty. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. So where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I with them. So I will be with them. So name of Yeshua, gathering Jesus Christ. God said he will be with them. With who? Those two, three who come together in the name of Yeshua, where they come together in his name, he would be with them. And so that was the start of church. So the Holy Spirit uh, to the believers who gathered together in the name of Jesus, he taught them. And what did he teach them? What would he teach the Jews? It was the name of God, the name of God, the name of God. What is the name of God? Say amen if Yeshua is the name of God. Say amen if that's right, that Yeshua is the name of God. Raise your hand. If you are sure and confident that the name of Yeshua is the name of God, hallelujah, it is wrong. Because uh, the name of God is Yeshua. Do you understand? The name of God is Yeshua. So God is the word, yes. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. We can say that God is the word, but we cannot say that the word is God. So again, so the word is God, correct. But is it right to say that the word, that the God is the word? It's not right because the word is the son. The part of God that he decided to reveal to us is the word. So likewise, to be more exact, um, the name of God is Yeshua. The name of God is Yeshua. So those who say that the name of God is Jehovah are wrong. It is completely useless if you say that the name of God is Jehovah. But many churches know that the name of God as Jehovah. But even though Jesus died and he revealed to them that the name of God is Yeshua, they still do not know and think that his name is Jehovah. So why do we have to know this? God commanded us to give baptism so let us look at Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. 
Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Again, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So let us read again. So that is the name of Yeshua, the name of the triune God, the name of God. What is it? Yeshua. It doesn't say that here, but when we turn to Acts chapter 19. So in Matthew, it said in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then here it says, uh, on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So in the name of Yeshua. So in Matthew, it says baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And Paul baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is the same as baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So the name of God is Jesus. So in the New Testament, you can look all you want, but we cannot find the name Jehovah. It is in the books of the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, the name Jehovah is not mentioned because the very nature God came and the name that he revealed and let us know is the name Yeshua. The name of God is Yeshua. Now in that name, he gave us. So in that name, he gave us. Uh, we can do all things. So who is a Christian? A Christian is one who does all things in the name of Yeshua. So there are words that say in the name of Yeshua walk. Now that we know what the name of God is, we can say that in the name of Yeshua, knowing what that means. So Peter commanded a paralyzed man to walk in the name of Jesus. So you may be thinking, isn't the name of God Yeshua? But here we're saying in the name name of Yeshua. It's confusing. No need to be confused where we are clear that the name of God is Yeshua. So since it is commanded in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus, then we do in the name of uh, Yeshua in Jesus. So we can say that we can do all things in the name of Yeshua. So who is a Christian? A Christian is one who does all things in the name of Yeshua. So first, the name of Yeshua, by receiving his name, we have become children of God. Hallelujah. So when we look at ourselves, we were by nature deserving of wrath, children of wrath, and there was no way for us to be saved. But he allowed such trash lives to receive the name of Yeshua and by receiving his name I have become a child of God hallelujah I am a child of God I am a child of God how how because we have the name of Yeshua in us amen and because we have his name we have become his children and so are confident and proud that I am a child of God not only that, but we have no worries or concerns about what to eat and how to live. So I have no right to die in starvation. Amen? Isn't that great? Amen. Hallelujah. So how is this made possible? In the name of Yeshua, pray. Pray in the name of Yeshua. So when we pray in the name Yeshua, the Father receives glory. That when we pray in the name of Yeshua, the Father receives glory. That if you 
do not pray in the name of Yeshua, then God will feel dishonored. So what is the opposite of honor? It is dishonor. As God wants to receive honor. Uh, so as he gave us the name of Yeshua, when we use it, then he will be glorified. But if we do not use it, then he will be dishonored by it. So, so in order to satisfy uh, the honor of God, we have to use his name. Amen. Hallelujah. Especially repentance. When we confess that I have done wrong, I have... Uh, uh, so why do we cry and why do we repent? Because through it, God is glorified. So the more we confess that we are sinners and we repent and mourn, God receives glory. Do you want to give glory to God? But you say, well, I can't think of what sin to repent for. Well, try to think of what sins you've committed and give him glory. And next, Colossians 3.17 and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So evangelism is done to give glory to God, teaching, encouraging, exhorting, anything that we do, uh, whether it is uh, gathering, attending, uh, service, uh, relief work, uh, mission work. We, when we do it in the name of Jesus, God is glorified. Amen. Hallelujah. And then in First Peter 4.11, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God, that if anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power. So the name of Yeshua, the name of Yeshua. The reason why we have to emphasize the name of Yeshua, whether we are asleep or are awake the name that has to continually be poured out of our lips is so to glorify the god amen so i emphasize baptism and if you are not baptized then you cannot be saved yes that's right because it says repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of jesus christ for the forgiveness of sins so to confess your sins that you are a sinner and be forgiven because if you are not baptized, then you are not forgiven of your sins, so you cannot be saved. But people may ask, why I put so much emphasis on baptism? What about other churches? Will they all go to hell? That is not my concern, because I am saying what is right. Amen? And why is baptism important? Because he commanded in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus, he commanded to baptize in the name of Jesus, that if you are baptized, then the Father will be glorified and my soul will be saved hallelujah so when we pray and receive answer he is glorified and when we cast out demons in the name of jesus and we pray and are healed god is glorified so even if we are seen as crazy doing it we must do it and when we evangelize do we evangelize because we love all the souls that we see on the streets do you evangelize because you love souls so when we evangelize, a person uh, eventually comes to believe. And when they say, Lord Jesus, they call out his name. And that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Uh, so worship. When we begin our worship at Church of Jesus, we begin 
with kneeling before the name of Jesus. Almost everyone is doing it. But there are some who kneel out of force or because other other people are doing it. But if you are doing it out of force, then you can get up and leave. Because God does not receive honor out of force. He gave us his name, his blood, and through his name he receives glory for he is the God of honor. So even if I can feel that you're doing it out of force and that you're not doing it out of joy, but rather forcefully, what of in the eyes of God? He is not going to receive that. That He is not glorified in such a way. So because his name is to be honored, if you do it out of force because you don't want to, then he does not receive it. So why is worship important? Because during worship, we bend the knee before his name, because we profess that he is Lord, because we praise his name, because we serve in his name. And when we serve in his name, he is glorified. Hallelujah. So worship service is a way where we can glorify his name at the highest form. So I think about how I can have zeal for the name of Yeshua. So uh, for me, I make so many mistakes and have so much sin and flawed in so many ways. But I can confidently say before God and say, you can acknowledge this of me, how I am so zealous for the name of Yeshua. Hezekiah, he became ill and he was about to die, but he cried out, praying to God to remember what I have done, what is good in your eyes. That the prophet came to him and told him that he was about to die, but Hezekiah, he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord to remember the good that he has done uh, for God. So God remembered him and extended his life. So for me, I have not seen anyone uh, who is as zealous as I am for the name of God. So there were so many, at that time, uh, there were so many people who believed and learned the gospel, learned the truth, and thousands of people who have learned of this gospel and truth. But but many said to me, how can you have so much passion and uh, so much zeal and be so diligent for the name of Jesus? It is because I have much sin, and where there is much sin, there is much grace. And where there is much grace, there is much love. And love of what? Love of the name Yeshua. So I love so, so much the name of Yeshua. And Paul um, said he is going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen. Uh, but he said, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace, that um, he knows that there are hardships that are facing him, but regardless, he went. That if anyone says that you need to call the name of God as Jehovah, or that you have to give baptism in the name of Jehovah, or that uh, you don't have to baptize in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone who says such things to deny Jesus, then I become so angry. I just want to die. Like Elijah who had the zeal for the name of Jehovah. For me, uh, please remember, Lord, that I have 
the zeal for the name of Yeshua. Remember me for that, Lord. So there was a time when we needed a church building as we were driven out of this place and that. Uh, we had a chance to have one as, where we needed a place to praise the name of Yeshua. And it was in Englewood. There was this building where the Jews used. But to praise the name of Yeshua in that same building, I could not accept it. So I gave up that opportunity because Yeshua alone, the name of God, who alone is to be praised and his name alone to be glorified is the name Yeshua. Hallelujah. So if I can die for that name, how grateful. Until the day our Lord Jesus Christ appears and returns, that name cannot be changed. So let us live only for the name Yeshua alone and die only for the name Yeshua alone. So when Yeshua Christ himself appears, those who have glorified his name can be taken to his kingdom.